Look at your neighbor and say, you will see it. Look at this. It says, I have not seen nor ear heard nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared. Anybody know God has prepared some things before you? He, the word of God says that he will even go before us. Amen. And I love that word prepared, which means that he's arranged some things. He's arranged your breakthrough. Anybody believe he's already arranged your breakthrough? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Not only that. The Bible says that in Psalm 37 and, and, and 4, that if we delight ourselves in him, that he will give us the desires of our heart. you got to know that that desire is going to manifest. Delayed does not mean denied. So it says, ear have not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Again, it's for those that love him. Amen. Those That word love means those that have an appetite for him, those that appreciate him. But then it goes on in verse 10, it says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Anybody in this room tonight, God has revealed some things to you. In other words, he's unveiled some things that he wants to do in you, through you, and for you. Amen. And, and, and go, go to one more scripture. Go to, and we'll, 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 we're going to be in a lot of word tonight, but go to Proverbs. I believe it's 23 and, and, and 7. So we, God said those things have been revealed through his spirit. In other words, there are some things that he's downloaded in our spirit. But then look at this. It says, for as, a, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. I'm going to read that one more time. For as, a, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Do you know you can think your blessing into existence? Before your blessing, blessing will materialize, before your breakthrough materialize, you got to think it into existence, amen? Because I believe everything starts with your mind, amen? And so if you can think it, you can have it. If you think on a small scale, that's what you're going to have. Some of us in this building, it's time for us to leave average behind. God never created none of us to be average. Can I get a witness up in here? I mean, who in this building really has an appetite to be average? Come on, when I was living a mediocre life, I knew there was something on the inside of me that says, you know what, this is just temporary. Anybody been through one of them kind of seasons where you knew this is just temporary because I know that there's more on the inside of me because I serve a big God and I know he wants to do big things in my life. Do I got anybody that's hearing me on tonight? Look at your neighbor and say, we serve a big God. If we serve a big God, why not ask him for some big things? I need a big breakthrough. Anybody need a big breakthrough? You need God to move like in the midnight hour. And I believe he can do it, amen? As a man, thinketh. It's time for us to start thinking on another level. It's time for us to start seeing on another level. Do you realize that's part of the reason why even Caleb and Joshua crossed over into the Canaan land, into the promised land, is because they begin to think and see on another level, unlike the other ten spies. And the Bible says they died of a plague. You can read all about that in the book of Numbers, amen? Because of their lack of faith, they missed what, what God ultimately wanted to do in them, through them, and for them. But Joshua and Caleb began to think on another level. If you want to see what God has for you, it's time for you to start to think and see on another level. You got to think beyond your apartment. You got to think beyond your condo. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I got any thinkers in the house tonight. All right, let's get into this a little bit. You will see it. 
go to uh, 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 three things happen even I might potentially get into the three later in my message but this morning has just was just a phenomenal morning for the still home and then I told the kids I said I told my wife and my kids I said around it was around 10 27 and I said you know what we're gonna flip it things happen in threes so something else God getting ready to do something else today and then around what two hours ago we got another call that God did something else I said matter of fact after the two things happened my wife said it'd be phenomenal if I get a call today that I don't have cancer in my body well that call came about 90 minutes ago <laughs> somebody give God a praise for that how many know he's still a healer <laughs> I said, my God, how many know he's Jehovah Rapha, that he's a God that can heal? How many know he can deliver you of your diseases? For the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He is the Lord of the breakthrough. Somebody give God a praise one more time in this Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I tell you, Hebrews 13, 8, God the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm telling you, he is the Lord of the breakthrough. But as a man thinketh, as a woman thinketh. Amen? Hallelujah. But let's get into this a little bit tonight. So it was some other things I might get into, but I'm, you see, you gotta, see, you know how folks, when people start dying, oh, things happen, far, people start falling out, freaking out. No, flip that thing, say, well, I'm about to see the goodness of God three times this week or on this day. The Bible says, if you have not, because you ask not. Mm-hmm. So let's get into this a little bit. Go, go, go with me to, uh, 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 Psalm 119, Psalm 119, hallelujah, Psalm 119, again the title of my message is you will see it, see what, I mentioned three things on, uh, not this Sunday because it was Mother's Day, but the Sunday prior said you will see, increase, somebody say increase. And we saw that in Psalm 115, verse 14. It says, I will increase you more and more, you and your children. Amen? Can we, can we, can we just put that up briefly? Look at that. Psalm 115. May the, may the Lord uh, give you increase. Somebody say increase one more time. I want you to get that in your spirit because you will see increase. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, you will see it. He will give you increase more and more. In other words, that, that your, your increase ain't going to plateau. There's not going to be no ceiling on your increase. It said more and more. Then it goes further and says you and your children. So your prosperity is not just for you. This increase that's coming into your life is not just for you. Amen? I remember growing up, I would tell my five kids, when you buy your first home, daddy gonna give you $5,000. As a man 
thinketh. Shoot, I didn't give my son 5,000 to buy us. I gave him 10. As a man, think. I don't preach on the road for free. I'm just, I'm just saying. Do I need to give y'all scripture on that? Okay, okay, because I can go to 1 Corinthians 9, 14. <laughs> All right, where was I at? Go to Psalm. Now, now. Go, oh, there, oh, they put it up anyway. I got to read it now. Even so the Lord has commanded. Somebody say commanded. That word commanded means he is instructed that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. In my days eating Roman noodles is behind. I passed that test. I passed the potato test. Anybody been in that season before? But even when I was in that season, I said it won't always be like this because as a man thinketh, you can think your way out of some situations because before you can come out of true poverty, you got to think your way out of it. Then you will see the goodness of God. Then you will see the favor of God. But you got to begin to think your way out of poverty. You got to begin to see in yourself. You got to begin to see yourself better than where you are. But let's, let's go to my, so, 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 so you will see increase. Now go to Luke 2.52, 2.52, Luke 2.52. Luke 2.52, it says, And Jesus, he increased in wisdom, stature, and in favor with God and man. So the second thing you will see is you're going to see favor with God and man. One of my daughters had some, some tickets and all that stuff got dropped today. Favor with God and man. Anybody been there before? She thought she was coming home with almost $1,000 uh, uh, poor. She came home. She said, y'all don't even believe that God moved and so on and so forth. We said, well, where are you going now? She said, I'm going to get my nails done. <laughs> Is that what she said, baby? <laughs> I said, okay, well, praise the Lord. She said, I was able to hold on to this money. You know you got to get your hair did. Can I get a witness up here? Got to have your nails straight. Come on, somebody. You will see increase. The second thing, you will see favor with God, favor with man. And now go to Joshua 1.8, and then we're going to get into our topic tonight. Joshua 1.8. This is the other thing that you're going to see. You need to put this, write it down. You need to put it in your phone because you will see increase this year. Not only that, you're going to have favor with God, favor with man. And the third thing is this latter part. It says, and then you will have good success. Not just success. Somebody say good success. I believe that success is looking for a place to land. Why not you? Amen. It's going to land on you. How many of you received that on tonight? That success is looking for a place to land. All you got to do is get yourself in position and believe me, when it's all said and done, you will experience success on another level. But let's get into this tonight. You will see it. Go, go to Psalm 119. Psalm uh, 119. Let, let's look at verse 40, uh, 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 42. Uh, Psalm 119, it, it, it says, uh, so shall I have an answer for him who reproaches me, for I trust in your word. I trust in your word. And then look at this real quick. Go, go, go to verse 49. It says, remember the word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. Now look at uh, 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 verse uh, 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 81. It says, for my soul faints for salvation 
but I hope, somebody say hope, in your word. My first point is this. You're not going to see nothing until you begin to hope in the word. You say, Pastor, I already know the word. I know you know the word, but do, do you hope? You got to have, you got to put your hope in the word. The word hope in the Greek and Hebrew, it means to have an expectation. Amen. So, number one, in order for you to see it, you got to keep hoping in the word. There are some people that know the word, but they don't apply the word. There are some people that know the word, but they really don't believe the word. We have to be people that put our hope in the word. In 11 and a half years, we've gotten to this place because we begin to hope in the word. I grew up in church. I grew up in the pews. I know the word, but now I have to, you have to transition into hoping. In other words, I have an expectation that God's word is not going to return back void. For the Bible says in Isaiah 55 and 11, he says, my, my, my word will not return back void. How many of us really are hoping in this word? I'm talking about when you're going through hell, I'm still hoping in the word. I'm trusting in the word. This too shall pass. I'm just going to keep hoping in the word because the Bible says heaven and earth shall pass away. But he says, my word abideth forever. Go, go back to that Isaiah 55 and 11 real quick. So, so shall my word be, be that goes forth from my mouth. You got to remember, when you're praying God's word back to him, people ask me, Pastor, how should I pray? The best thing you could ever do is pray God's word back to him. Pastor, I don't know the word like you. I don't know how to recite the word. You better walk around with the Bible and flip the... Let me go over here to Isaiah 54 and 17. No weapon formed against me shall... Romans 8 31 if God be for me when it goes forth from my mouth it shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it we got to hope in this word look at this there's some more look at this real quick okay look at this it, uh, uh, 67 I'm sorry uh uh Yes, yeah, 60. Let's look at this real quick. Go, go to 67. Psalm 119, verse 67. I skipped over. It said, before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I keep your word. I love this because there was times all of us had gone through seasons of affliction. And when normally you go through a, a season of affliction, you typically re, re, revert back to what was familiar, what was safe, be it if you were on drugs or be it if you were promiscuous. A lot of times when we hit a wall in life, we want to go back to what's comfortable. But Paul, I'm sorry, David says, but I was afflicted. He says, and I went astray. He was keeping it 100. He was letting it be known when I would hit a wall in life, it was easy for me to go back and do what I do. So then he goes on, he says, before when I was afflicted, I went astray. He says, but now, somebody say now, I keep, I hope, I trust your word. You are good and you do good. Teach me your statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep your precepts with my whole heart. Then it says, uh, 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 their, their heart is as fat of greasy, but I delight in your law. It is good for me that I've been afflicted. Sometimes somebody need to be thrown under the bus. You need to be lied on. How else are you going to get some thick skin? How else are you going to mature and go to another dimension in God? People, I want to go to another dimension. I want to go to another level. Well, are you ready to be rejected? Are you ready to be let down? Are you ready for somebody to forge a lie against you and then God say, you can't say nothing? 
And then he tells you, there are scriptures in the Bible I don't like. I don't like James 1.19. It says, be slow to speak and quick to hear. I want to cuss somebody out. Come on, because it's in our nature to have get a vendetta. Anybody going to keep it real up in here tonight? Because it's in our nature because all of us got two people in us. Because there are times where I want you want to revenge. You want to let me get them, Lord. He said, no, I'm going to do a way better job than you. Give me some room. What did he say? Vengeance is mine. He said, I repay. Put, 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 put that. What, what, put, look at that real quick. What, yeah, it says, uh, let, it says let, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, slow to anger. Come on, man. That, that, that's, that, that ain't always easy. Especially when you're ready to defend yourself. Anybody been in that season before? And you just had to let God be God. So at the end of the day, even when you're going through those kind of seasons, you got to hope in his word. Then it says, uh, go, go to, uh, 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 let's stay right, go to 81 real quick. Our, oh, we read 81. No, no, look, let's read it again. My soul faints for your salvation, but I, but I hope. There is it again. I hope in your word again. You will see it if you keep hoping in his word. Now look at verse 89. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You establish the earth as it abides. Now look at Psalm 100. Look at, look at, look at verse 114. It says, uh, uh, you are my hiding place and my shield. I hope. There it is again. I hope in your word. Look at verse one, uh, 105. This is one of my favorites. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and, and a light unto my path. How many of you know his, 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 his word will help you navigate through those dark times, through those dark seasons? It's, it's his word that will cause you to come out on the other side. But the key is that you got to keep hoping in the word. It's not just good enough to know the word. The Bible says not to just be hearers only but be ye doers. So look at, now look at 147 real quick. 147, I rise before, I, I rise before the, the dawning of the morning and I cry for help. I hope, there it is again, I hope in your word. I hope in your word. Look at Psalm 161. Princes persecute me without cause, but my heart stands in awe of your word. Anybody in this building, you're in awe of his word. See, when we get to a place of just being, I'm Lord, I'm just in awe. See, it's, see the, those of us that have seen God's word work in our life, we are constantly in awe. Because you know you ain't all that smart, but because you put a little hope in the word, God begin to move in your situation. Because you said, I want to go from just believing the word or, or knowing the word, but I want to hope in your word. I want to put all my trust, Lord, I will keep your word. I want your word to be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen? So number one, in order for you to see it, you got to hope in the word. That's the key right there. You got to go beyond just knowing the word, but now it's time for you to begin to hope in the word. In other words, I have an expectation in the word. I believe part of the reason why Joseph, I'm sorry, Job didn't quit is because he kept hoping in the word. Even when he said in Job 13, uh, 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 15, he said, though you slay me, yet will I trust thee. Though you've allowed all this to go down in my life, Lord, I'm still relying on you. I'm still depending on you. 
I'm still going to keep my integrity because I know something's got to shift because I've been an upright man. I've been an upstanding man. And then uh, put that up, Job 13, 15. Put this up real quick, Job 13, 15. Look at this real quick. It says, though you slay me, yet will I trust him. Even so, I will defend my own ways before you. Next verse. Then it says, he also shall be my salvation, uh, for hypocrites could not come before him. Next verse. Then it says, listen carefully to my speech and my de de declaration uh, with your, your ears. Next verse. Then it says, see now, I have prepared my case. I know that I shall be vindicated. See, if you keep hoping in God's word, it's just a matter of time before God vindicates you. I remember years ago, somebody had lied on me, and I was ready to call people, and my wife said, honey, you need to stop, go to bed. I was like, but they've been saying this about me. I'm ready to, she said, go to bed. And over time, God vindicated me to where these people had to come back and apologize to me. I'm trying to tell you, man, if you hope in his word, he will vindicate you. I believe there's somebody in here even right now, you've been believing God for vindication. Vindication is coming if you just continue to hope in his word. Do I got anybody tonight that's ready to hope? Put your hope and your trust in his word like never before. He will vindicate you. You don't have to run around trying to vindicate yourself. He will do it. All right. Moving on to the point number two. Look at this real quick. So number one, you will see it if you hope in his word. The second thing is go to Psalm 37 and uh, 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 7. Go to Psalm 37. Matter of fact, go to Psalm 37 and 4 real quick, and we'll work our way to verse 7. Look at this real quick. It says, uh, uh, go, go, go. It says, delight yourself also in the Lord. He shall give you the desires of your heart. Next verse. Then it says, commit your ways to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So all he's saying, the prerequisite, in order for your desires to come to pass, he's saying, I need you to be committed to me, I need you to trust me, and I'm going to bring it to pass. Next verse. Then it says, he shall bring forth your righteousness as a light and your justice as the noonday. Next verse. Then it says, rest in the Lord. Somebody say, rest in the Lord. Number two is you will see it if you learn how to rest in the Lord. You ain't going to see nothing until you learn how to rest in him. Pastor, it hasn't happened yet. Well, you just got to rest in him. The word rest means to unwind. It means to relax. Also, people that, 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 that don't know how to rest, a lot of times it's because they're over, they, they've allowed themselves to be overwhelmed. And you know what I'm finding out too with a lot of people? They're overthinking. Go to bed. You already decreed it, you declared it, and he said he would establish it. Go to bed. That's in Job 22 and 28. If you declare it, he said, I'll establish it. You put it out there, listen, at the end of the day, delay does not mean denied. It's going to go down because he said, if you trust me and if you commit it to me, I'm going to bring it to pass. Pass to what, bring what to pass? Your desires. He's going to bring that increase to pass. He's going to give you that favor with God, that favor with man. He's going to cause good success to come into your life. He said, now I need you to hope in my word and to go to bed. Unwind. Relax. Amen. Just rest in me that it's already done. 
Anybody been in the season that says, you know what, I know the promotion is coming. I'm just going to rest in God because I know what's going down. I'm going to unwind. I got to stop overthinking because I know that God is going to vindicate me. I don't need to run around here trying to vindicate myself. I'm just going to rest in God. We got to learn how to rest in the Lord. So look at that. Go, go to verse 7 one more time. Verse 7. Look at this. Verse 7. Rest in the Lord. Wait. What's wrong with people today? Nobody wants to wait now. I believe because technology is, has sped up and we want just, we want instant blessing, instant favor, instant increase. You can't skip steps and expect success. God like, no, you need to be processed. You ain't ready to be propelled. You need to go through some stuff. Some of you are going to have to backdoor your way into your blessing. You don't just walk through the front door sometime. Sometimes it takes time. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospereth in his way. In other words, don't start hating on other people that, that God is blessing. Don't fret because of him who prospereth in his way. And it's even people, amen, this place right here, I know they prosper. Where's that? What's this place called we pass by this strip club? Centerfold. Me and my wife got to pass by there every day. I guarantee you that brother Black is not on his radar. The owner, and they sell the chicken wings in there, they said. Come on, son. That's what they said. I said, no wonder why he just blessed. <laughs> he like, I'm going to draw him in with some food. Come on, can I get a witness? <laughs> so he said, do not fret because of him who prosper in his way. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Listen, they're going to have their day. The Bible says we're prophet of man to gain the whole world and lose his soul. So at the end of the day, you might as well do it right because then the, 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 then the blessing is going to last a long time. Because this is, that's, that's temporary prosperity, if you will. But let's look at some other, so we got to learn, if you're going to see it, you got to learn how to rest in God. Let's not be overwhelmed and overthinking and, well, when is God going to do it? Listen, your season is coming. He said in Galatians 6 and 9, he says to not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season, somebody say due season, it says you will reap if you faint not. One translation says if you don't lose heart, don't flatline, just rest in the Lord, hope in his word. Speaking of hoping in his word, look at this, and uh, uh, look at uh, Mal uh, Matthew uh, 11 real quick, Matthew 11 and 28. Look at this real quick, Matthew 11. Yeah, don't lose heart. This says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So those of us that are grinding in God's kingdom and you're going to work, doing your nine to five, he said, then you're ministering, you're giving your courage away. He said, listen, all you who, who labor, those of you who work and are heavy uh, laden, because there's times, man, that we carry the weight of other people. Can I get a witness up in here? Amen. Some people that we, we worry about, we, we've encouraged them. We're hoping that they caught it. And sometimes it's a, it's, a, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a burden. It's heavy. You feel that thing. Amen. You feel other people's infirmities. The Bible talks about how the strong will carry the infirmities of the weak. That's why a lot of times when people ask me to be in ministry, uh, that's a sign that you ain't ready. Because first of all, you don't even know what you are going to encounter. Because now that you're on the front line, the, 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 the demonic forces are going to be on another level. 
and we train you and we kind of prepare you for what's to come because now that you're praying for people before and after church, sometimes you're going to go home feeling that burden of that person and what they're going through. And some people ain't wired to carry those kind of burdens. It's hard enough for you to carry your own. <laughs> so this says, come to me, all you who are labor, are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's the blessing, that if you're feeling heavy, if you're feeling burdened down, you can go and unwind and relax in his arms. People ask me all the time, Pastor, still, when is your Sabbath? I said, my, Sab my, my Sabbath meaning my rest. My rest is in Jesus. I rest in him. I rest in what he did. I rest in the fact, amen, that, that he died and he was resurrected from the dead. I rest in the fact, amen, that greater is he that's on the inside of me that gives me a second wind to continue to do ministry. We got to learn how to rest in the Lord. He's our rest. Let's put this up. Look at this again. So look at this. It says, come to me, all you who are labor, who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Let's learn how to rest in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's not be overwhelmed by the enemy. Life is too short for us to live our life being overwhelmed by Satan. My God in heaven. And let me drop something on you real quick. Stop letting him set your schedule. When I was a young pastor, a young deacon, a young elder, and somebody had an issue, I'd jump in the car and speed to get to him. Now, I'd be like, so tell me what happened. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Now, there are certain other circumstances that go down where if it's a situation where life and death, I'm going to get there. Amen? But okay, you're getting two, two stitches in your pinky. You, I got a migraine headache. We're going to pray, and I'm going to encourage you to go get you some Excedrin. And lay hands on yourself. See, you get older in this, you start getting wiser. Amen? I remember back in the day, boy, my friends were, you know, when they, man, I'm at the heroin house and I'm, 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 I'm shooting up. I was, boy, I drive my car, run in there. And remember them days, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning? And I, my wife had to tell me, she said, what if the police would have came? What you going to tell them? I was praying and speaking in tongues. She said, they taking you to jail. They going to think you crazy. Just young in my 20s, you know, zeal, I'm going to save the whole world. I realized 1 Corinthians 9.22, Paul said, be all things to all people to save some. Did you hear that latter part? And I don't like that latter part. It says to save some, which means there's going to be casualties. We're not going to be able to reach everybody, but we're going to reach somebody. Because the Bible says some plant, some water, but God gives the what? Increase. But let's get into this some more. Look at another scripture. This is a good one. Go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 2. Genesis uh, chapter 2, uh, verse 2. Look at this. Genesis chapter 2, uh, verse 2. It says, and on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. And he rested. Somebody say rested. On the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Now, if God had to rest... How much more should we? Go to the next verse. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because it was because in it he rested from all his work which he had done and created and made. So if God had to rest, we need to rest. One thing I've learned, money came by time. 
I'll never forget, I used to work 7.30 to 1.30. Then I would go to my other job, 3 to midnight. And I miss Stella Walk. She's 21 now. And my mom told me, she said, son, I appreciate you. I understand 2 Thessalonians 3 and 10 said, if you don't work, you don't eat. She says, but you don't even have a life because you're always at work. Well, mama, I'm trying to make it happen. I'm out here grinding. I got to pay these bills. And she said, listen, you need to make, make up in your mind which job you're going to work. She said, because you already didn't miss your daughter walk. You can't even get that back. It's over. Well, I got a revelation that day. I put two weeks in at the 7.30 to 9.30, did that 3 to midnight thing, and then eventually they gave me a day shift. So my point is this. Money, again, we need money. Can I, can I get a witness? Hallelujah. Don't, don't, we ain't one of them churches talking about holy hands and empty pockets. How I many you know the devil is alive? We got to work. Amen. I just said it, 2 Thessalonians 3.10. If you know, I don't want nobody to walk out here. The pastor said, money came by, I'm quitting. No, 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 no. My whole day went to working. And I thank God that my mom came at me like that. And I, got it. I didn't miss the other ones walk, praise the Lord. So my point in bringing that up is she was saying, you need to even rest. Amen. I know some of you work overtime and that's great. But at the end of the day, they don't let these people kill you. They will cry a few tears over you and replace your behind. Can I get a witness up in here? Oh, we're going to miss Tom. Oh, he was a good worker. They didn't work you to an early grave. Put up Proverbs 11.1 1 in the King James Version. Proverbs 11.1. 1. Proverbs 11.1. 1. Look at this. Proverbs. Uh, uh, it says, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord. But a just weight is his delight. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord. When I started Kingdom in the Valley, we had prayer on Tuesday morning, Tuesday night, and Thursday morning for like five years. And I didn't miss Tuesday morning, 8.30, 9.30. Then we would come back for those who worked in the evening, and we would do from 6 to 7. I didn't miss that. I would go, from, I would go to show up to church at 8 o'clock that morning and would get home to almost 9 o'clock at night. And then one day, my wife and kids called a family meeting with me. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm the head of the house. I called the family meetings. <laughs> they was like, we miss you, Dad. I'm like, well, I'm doing the Lord's work. I got to preach the gospel. Won't want to me if I not preach the gospel. You know, I'll find a scripture for everything. That's what Paul said. Won't want to me if I not preach the gospel. And they like, but we miss you. They said, we... We spent, we had more fun when we was broke. Now we got money, you gone. And then I went right to that scripture. A false balance. It's an, it's an abomination. It's cute that you're trying to do God's work, but my God in heaven, he even rested. How much more should we? Amen? Don't be working seven days a week. That's crazy. That's cute at first if you're trying to save for a house or something. But then after that, Jesus of Nazareth, get your 48 hours off. Now I can understand if you're in a certain season and you're trying to do what you got to do for that season, but a season. Amen? You need to rest. Because what happened is if you're working all the time, you'll get irritable. It's just a matter of time before you bite somebody's head off. Can I get a witness up in here? <laughs> because of time. I got to move on to the third point. So number one, you will see it if you hope in his word. Number two, you will see it if you rest in the Lord. 
Third thing, go to um, uh, Lamentation 3.39. Very familiar scripture. I quote this a lot. It's worth going to tonight. Why should a living man complain? Why should a living man complain? One of my buddies called me that I went to high school with. 18-year-old son got murdered by the police in L.A. Burying him this Friday. 18 years old. 31-year-old uh, got, got, got murdered downtown Phoenix. We're burying him right here in this church this Friday at 11 a.m. Came here on occasion. You, 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 you breathing and people complaining? How I many know the devil is alive? Well, my money funny, but she's still living. Well, my daughter then lost her mind. I grew up in the pews. She's still alive, though. We need to learn how to count our blessings. So why should a living man complain? So my third point is this. You will see it if you hope in the word. You will see it if you rest in the Lord. And then number three, if you will see it if you endure without complaining. My third point is that you have to learn how to endure without complaining. So number one, he said, why should a living man complain? Now look at this. Go to Hebrews uh, chapter 6, uh, verse 10. Hebrews uh, 6 and 10. Look at this. We got to learn how to endure without complaining. Look at this. For God is not unjust to forget your work. How many know God is not unjust? He is not unjust. One translation says that he is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love, which you have shown toward his name. Remember, we do everything unto his name. Amen. Then it says, uh, in that you have ministered to his saints and do minister. Next verse. Then it says, and we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to full assurance of hope until the end. Next verse. Then it says that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through the faith and patience will inherit the promise. Look at verse 13. This is where I want to go. Then it says, for when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could not swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. In other words, he said, I swear to God, I swear to myself, I'm going to bless you. Next verse. Then it says, saying, surely, blessing, I will bless you. How many of you know he wants to bless you? Then it says, I will multiply you. He says, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to multiply you. Then it goes on and it says, uh, 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 and, and so after, so after, somebody say after. He says, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to multiply you after he patiently endured. Patiently endured, endured without complaining. Then it says he obtained the promise. A lot of times the promises of God are connected to you enduring without complaining. You want God, you want to see it? Stop complaining. You want to see God do it? Be patient. No patience, no promise. Go to uh, 1 Corinthians 15 and 8. So we got to endure without complaining. And so after he had, uh, then the last, uh, 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 you was right, go, go, go back, go back. 1 Corinthians uh, uh, 1558, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 1558. Look at this, 1 Corinthians uh, uh, 15. It says, therefore, my beloved brother, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. No, people of God, that your labor is not in vain. What you have done for God will not go unnoticed. Remember, he says, I'm not unrighteous to forget the labor of love that you have shown 
toward his name. So he's saying, listen, as you continue to endure, I got you. I'm not unjust. I'm not unrighteous. I'm going to reward you accordingly. But this is the key. If you want to see it, you got to endure without complaining. The minute that the enemy tries to get you to complain, that's the minute that you say, you know what, I got to be slow to speak and quick to hear. I'm not even going to go there because Proverbs 18 and 21 says death is in the power, death and life is in the power of the tongue. So we got to learn how to endure without complaining. Look at one more scripture and then we'll close. Look at this real quick. Go to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2 uh, verse 3. 2 Timothy chapter 2 uh, verse 3. It says you therefore must, somebody say must. It means that must means it's a necessity that you endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Pastor, I got to go through hard times. Yeah. There's going to be hardship. I wish I could say, you got saved, and now you, 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 your miracle's coming in, in the next seven seconds. No, it ain't. Now, if God want to do it, praise the Lord. But seven seconds just went by. And you sitting in the same place. Can I get... But look at this one more time. Look at this one more time. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Hardship is going to come. Struggles are going to come. Nothing comes without a struggle. The enemy will try to attack your health at times. He might try to attack my wife. But we stood, we hoped in God's word. We rested in the Lord. We rested in his promises. And I told her this too shall be. I would pray for her, baby, it's going to be all right. You shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. We just got started. We're just 11 years old. The devil is a lie. We got ground to cover. We got people to touch. We got zip codes to win. And we understand the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Oh, but we going to endure. We going to fight. I love, put up 2 Timothy 4 and, and 7, and I'll be done right here. 2 Timothy, since we're in Timothy. Look at this, 2 Timothy. This is what Paul said at the end of his life. He says, I have fought. I got any fighters in the house tonight. He said, I have fought the good fight. In other words, he was, he was letting it be known. Listen, it wasn't easy. I had to fight to get to where I am. I finished the race. I kept the faith. Look at those three things right there. The three F's. Fault, finish, and faith. If you don't have no fight in you, you done. If you are, are, are anointed to finish, cancel Christmas. And the last one is faith. You better work your faith. Pastor, I don't have no faith. No, Romans 12, 3, he said, I've given you all the measure of faith. Work your measure. And then you have to build upon the measure that he's given you. How do I do that, Pastor? You're doing it tonight. Because Romans 10, 17 says faith comes by. And hearing by the as long as you stay under the word, your faith will multiply. Your faith will increase. And then the other thing that you have to do in order for your faith to increase is you got to get in your word. You got to begin to hope in the word. If you begin to hope in his word, you will see it. If you learn how to rest in the Lord, unwind, relax, and just patiently endure without complaining, you will see the goodness of God. So people of God, I believe that you and I are getting ready to experience an open heaven in our life. Endure without complaining. Rest in the Lord. Hope in his word.
Let me pray for you. Father, we honor you tonight. We thank you. Lord, I thank you for your people tonight, God, that have come to hear the word.